Hi, I'm Todd Nadenson. And I'm Lena Morgan. And today we have a really, really big matchup. This is Song versus Song, and we have a main pop girl showdown. The biggest of them all. I think this is actually our highest voted one ever. I, I haven't Unquestionably. Unquestionably. I think it was like our highest voted uh, poll be even before I put the plug in on my other Patreon. Like, it was way up there. Today we are doing Teenage Dream by Katy Perry versus Poker Face by Lady Gaga. And we have yet again another special guest in the studio. Please introduce yourself. Uh, I am Jacob Chapman, and I am feeling absolutely no pressure with that introduction. <laughs> no okay, pressure you're, you're whatsoever. Okay, you're a very ordinary guest. Don't worry. Yes. I'm just an average man with an average life. <laughs> Go ahead. You're my replacement. I'm, I get mad every day. Every day, when Todd and I talk, I say, what are you doing now that you don't live but, but a scant few blocks from me, seeing movies together, being a couple that's not a couple, and it's always the same answer. Always playing video games with Jacob. Watching movies with Jacob. Must be nice. You stole my man. Oh, yeah. We, we, I, we caught Godzilla vs. Kong the other day. Hey, you mm -hmm. beast. Song vs. Song. Godzilla vs. King Kong. That's a Godzilla uh, by uh, Blue Oyster Cult versus King Kong by uh, the Kings. The the I mean, I got to go with Godzilla there. But that, that movie did my, uh, did my lizard uh, king dirty. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a very... Kong biased that's a, that's, movie. That's a different, you know, that's a different podcast and we inevitably yeah. do that's a true. Godzilla vs. Kong podcast, but yes, that's not what we're here to talk about today. <laughs> but Todd's in the neighborhood. Um, mostly I just go over to hang out with his dog, but you know, he's also there. So we, and then Amy can't play video games. So that's really what it's all about. That's fair. As long as we both know that we're there for the dog. Anyway, so here's a very interesting behind the scenes. I mean, interesting how the sausage is made when we, decided we were going to do this episode, I said to Todd, don't you think this is going to be a bloodbath? Like, Katy Perry not really a big part of the dialogue anymore. Lady Gaga released this album, had the, the big Ariana Grande track that was like so huge in the last year. Don't you think that this is not a good idea? And I will tell you right here, right now, that Todd was like, I don't want to say incensed, but was like, <laughs> you don't know fucking anything <laughs> that about is the, the, the Katy Perry calm. stands. No, mm. I don't think there are Katy Perry stands, but I mean, I, I they are certainly much less of a a thing than the little monsters. The Katy Cats, uh, you know, are not as powerful, judging by the fact that they have never bothered me. I have never been swarmed by the Katy Cats. You've been swarmed by the 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 monsters, by the little monsters. Is that what it is? I don't know. The little monsters. You've been swarmed by the the Howie Mandel, Fred Savage film, Little Monsters. <laughs> There's, you know, there, there's a new mo movie called Little Monsters that came out, like, this year. Not interested. <laughs> I don't think it's related to the Howie Mandel movie from 1988. But, you, you singled it on why I don't care. But I've never been sworn by the Little Monsters either because I'm, I'm mostly on Gaga's good side. But I've never even seen a Katie Cat. I don't know that they exist. The Swifties have certainly descended on me. The Barbs? Sure. The, the BTS army? Absolutely. The Beehive, yes. The Katy Cats, I've n I have not. I'm not even sure they exist. Well, I, I mean, two things on that. For for one, and I think like I'm thinking back to like she had a Netflix documentary several years ago, Katy Perry, and like a lot of these uh, musicians have Netflix documentaries. It, it was kind of made very clear the angling in that one. It's kind of like when a boy band makes one of those or whatever. But it was like, oh, a lot of Katy Perry's fans, like her diehards, now are like kids. Are they, they skew like? 
real young. I don't know. Her her image is skewed kind of more toward like moms and kids, especially over time. But on the other hand, if you were to compare these artists, like, okay, well, Little Monsters, Outclass, if in terms of like Stan fandoms, which is more of a thing now than it was in 2009, like if you were to compare these artists and their peaks and their careers, like Lady Gaga, her peak had not yet hit. And this was like, these are very comparable popular songs in terms of how many people loved them and how huge they were. Like, I think this is an even playing field, if not for the artists, if it just for the time in their lives as artists. Yeah, well, my co-host here was it's like, this is going to be a bloodbath. And I was insistent that even though I think Lady Gaga is obviously the better artist, the more interesting artist, and the more beloved artist than Katy Perry, mm-hmm. I thought this was a pretty even matchup. Yes, so we, we will you, get and, into and, it. Yes, we will, we'll, we'll reveal whether or not at the end of the episode you were right. <laughs> Todd was right. Um, but... <laughs> All right. Yeah, I so okay, before we get into it, we should do the thing that we always do, which is to say go down the line. You have a knee, what was your knee jerk reaction when you heard these two songs? Which one did you lead towards? Jacob, we'll start with you because you are the guest. A little backstory. So, uh while uh Todd and I were hanging out talking about maybe like, oh, do you want to come on the pat- podcast? And I'm like, well, I'm not um, really deep into music stuff, but there's a couple artists like I know everything about. And one of them was Lady Gaga. I threw a couple names out there. And, and uh, Todd ran with that one. And he's like, well, of course, I'll do Gaga versus Katie at the end of the 2000s. And I'm like, well, whatever he picks, I'm sure. I, I have never had any love for Katy Perry's discography for the most part. I used to harp on her real, really unfairly, I would say, at, her, at the peak of her career. And I was like, well, regardless of what he picks, of course, I got to go with the Gaga song. And then he picked Poker Face versus Teenage Dream. And I I just thought, God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. Because I, uh, are we saying what we had to pick? What we ended yes, up settling you, you on? Gotta say it. I, you gotta say it. I, I instantly knew in my heart that uh, I have to pick Katy Perry's best song. I'm going to say it. I think it's Katy Perry's best song over a perfectly fine Lady Gaga song. So if, if you had picked any singles from the fame monster, any of them, like Teeth, Alejandro, any of them I probably would have picked. Alejandro over Poker Face, woo. Well, no, well, not that it's a better song. Poker Face is better, but it's just better than Teenage Dream. But Poker Face, like, it is by its nature not emotionally, I don't know. We'll, we'll get into it, but I, <laughs> I have to barely pick the best Katy Perry song over a oh, perfectly fine. I have to pick Teenage Dream, and I don't even, I'm not a Katy Perry fan, but that, I think that's her best song. So, God damn it. God damn it, Todd. <laughs> How about, how about you, Lena? I, so I love The Fame, um, that mm-hmm. first album. I love it very much. And I will say that the thing about Katy Perry is that with some hindsight, the thing about her for me is that she's either like a boring mom haircut for, as far as songs are concerned, and I don't really connect with them, or she tries to be really weird, and then I still don't think that ultimately they're as good they're good enough to merit the weirdness that she's attempting. But at this point, my my problem with Katy Perry was just the very first time I heard her was that I kissed a girl thing and it always got <laughs> under my skin and pissed me off. And that was it. And like for me, it was oh, like that was always like the thing about Katy Perry for like a solid decade. So I think it's hard for me to like Teenage Dream is fine. Maybe it's her. It's one of her songs that I don't have a really negative reaction to um never really over which um is really recent is probably my favorite song of hers even though it gets like no play 
But I have to pick Poker Face just because when I still lived in New Jersey, take a drink, um, mm-hmm. my my one of my best friends and I, um, we were getting ready to get on the ferry to go back across the way. We were both really fucking drunk. And um, my friend turned to me and said, hey, how do you wake up Lady Gaga? And I was like, how? And she said, you poker face. And from then on, I always liked poker face because that's the worst joke in the history of jokes. And I love bad jokes. And it, so forever. It definitely very did stupidly. in the comments. That that joke took me back to like Facebook era 2008, where I'm sure somebody posted that on somebody's wall, followed by a completely unnecessary poke when that was a feature on the site. Oh my God. Does anyone remember that? Facebook pokes? There was no purpose to it other than to ask for attention from someone else on Facebook, I guess. It's really fucking creepy, isn't it? Like, that's like, that's like how you be a, uh, like, it's like a sex pest, but Facebook. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think someone should adapt that joke. So now it's how do you wake Katy Perry up from her teenage dream? You poker face. Um, uh, for this match, I'm uh, sorry. I'm not sorry at all. Uh, anyway, I'm still I'm still going for poker face. I understand empirically, Jacob. You have a good argument, but I actually really like poker face. It's a close race. Like I don't dislike poker face at all, and it's probably it might be a cleaner, like a tighter. Pro- no, I don't even think it's a tighter produced song, but it's a more of its era when it came out. It felt sort of forward thinking, while Teenage Dream's a little more throwbacky, but. It's a yeah, it's a tight, it's a close, close competition. There's a lot of room for argument on both sides, I feel. I'm excited because this means it's time to break the tie. Todd? Mm. Yes. Where are you? Mm. It's all up to you now. These songs are very close to my heart because th- this is when I first started like doing what I do f- for a career, which is talk about music full time. This is like, and like, Right around this time is like the big pop explosion of, you know, 2009, 2010. And Gaga absolutely owned 2009 the same way that Katy Perry owned 2010. And like, I am way too, I was like, even at the time, I was a little too old. You know, I, I wasn't like a, a, a child or anything, like first getting into music. Like, I was, you know, out of college by that point. I was, you know, I knew my shit. And like, it still unlocked something very like teenagery in me. I was like, I want to I know more. I want to, you know, I want to hear this. Poker Face is the better song. I vote for Teenage Dream. Oh, that's. I mean, I I feel pretty similarly. So this is like a tie within a tie, almost like it's it's not really yeah. a two out of three. It's like no, really like, close all around. Poker Face. Poker Face was like a game changer. Like I could feel it at mm. the time. Like something has changed when this dropped and like this was like lady gaga second single just dance just dance anyone can make just dance i love just dance i love just dance Mm -hmm. so much but that's that could be by anybody in fact it was by anybody there's a second guy on the track name him off the top of your fucking head you can't you cannot who is that this is a generic song that just happens to be really good in much the same way that teenage dream is like a generic song that happens to be really good well, so many people have, oh my gosh. One of the things that I did with that song is I looked at covers. There's so many covers of Teenage Dream. We should talk about that, though. Yeah. There's so many covers of Poker Face. Is that true? It's so funny because that's, that's not my favorite. That's not even my favorite Lady Gaga song on that album. I, uh, that's the thing. Like, I respect Poker Face. I enjoy listening to it. It is instantly quotable and memorable. Uh, it was uh, like an instant. Did people, did teens use the word meme at the time? I feel like maybe we were starting to use it for things, but like it was an instant meme. Obviously, there is something about Poker Face that 
instantly imprints itself on your brain. Um, but I would challenge that I think there is something special about Teenage Dream, and that is, uh, well, two things. Uh, I think the baseline is really nice, the, but the way it comes in, it's just very, um, I don't know. It's like, it feels nostalgic. It feels like summer, right? Uh, I really like the way the bass sounds on that song. And also, Katy Perry's singing is not oppressive in the first, when she first, like, uh, it's, it becomes oppressive over time. And I think it, like, she starts singing at the, the height and the, like the yodeling sort of wail that she would get into singing on like a firework or a roar later in the song. But then the production's so over the top that it kind of drowns her out. But at the beginning, she's kind of sweet and just sort of in this falsetto, like, I don't know. It, it does. And it's a little more enchanting and not, it's not just beating you in the face with Katy Perry pop, like a lot of her other singles. So I don't know. There's something about it that does that does stand out, but it's not as instantly idiosyncratic and unique as Poker Face, of course, at all. Well, it's true. I don't think that Katy Perry was ever ever bluffing with her muffin. You know, <laughs> no, Boy. no. I don't think I don't. I I I I I would challenge anybody to say that they feel that Katy Perry ever could. I think, like, especially after Born This Way. Lady Gaga. Oh, you mean the turning point in which I went from loving Lady Gaga to being completely exhausted by her? But my, oh, my hot take. After Born This Way, I feel like Lady Gaga's like weirdness became like people understood that there was like art behind it. Like she had re- released a whole album called Art Pop. Like you know, and so like in hindsight, we talk about Lady Gaga as an artist, as an artiste, versus Katy Perry, who was like. At the time, and and still, was just like this tacky, popular, but like tasteless trash. Well, that's strong. Yeah, I I remember the critics even early on were like into Gaga, and they were into they, and there was a lot of critics that liked Taylor Swift too. But like the critics did not like Katy Perry. They did not. They did not like Kesha either. Well, I mean, compared to Kesha, she had a better reputation, at least in terms of her collaborators and the songs that like she had, she had Max Martin right on Teenage Dream and some other producers that had that basically it it wasn't um, her, her songs weren't like disrespected. I felt it was, it was more, Oh, this is just popular junk for kids and teens or whatever. Whereas Lady Gaga, um, yeah, the instantly there was something kind of different about her, but people didn't start thinking of her as an artiste until you mentioned Born This Way. I would say it was with the Fame Monster because that's uh, to put a time and place to these songs for me. I was at the end, tail end of high school. I was a theater brat, and that was kind of and like all the theater brats, of course, were really intrigued by Lady Gaga. And it, but it wasn't until that extended version of the album came out that they kind of stood up. It's like it's almost the difference in the covers. The cover of the Fame is a more standard sort of pop cover. It's just her face, her lips, and this and these big um, sunglasses, wraparound sunglasses. It's very LA or whatever. I think she's in New York, but it's, it's, I don't know, it's very pop. And then the fame monster, it's black and white. There's this vaguely, I don't remember what the photo like inspiration for it was, but it's like this war Holly and, and she's doing a bunch of weird experimental vocal things. It was like, that was the tip off. I feel like that's the point at which it went from, Oh, if you heard just dance, it's great. I, you know, went to a frat party and, you know, had a great time and heard that song. And and suddenly it turned into like, oh, this 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 lady's weird. And people would make like really inappropriate jokes about her. And like there was like there was a rift between. Oh, God, I just remembered them. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, uh, wasn't there a lot of like weird transphobic shit about yes! her? Yes. OK, I say? was tiptoeing around it. But we, we can just dive we head can, first. We, if, if there's ever a podcast that's allowed to talk about it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. Allowed. That, and that was the rift. She went overnight from like the stuff, Just Dance Poker Face to like, haha, Poker Face. That's really funny. 
to like, oh, is she like a she's she one of those weird queers from New York kind of a thing. And so that's that's what I people like kind of became very protective of Lady Gaga and obsessed over her when that extended version of the album came out. And that's why I said if any of those signals, uh, singles, even the ones that aren't that great, like Teeth or whatever, I would pick over a Poker Face because I feel that's more indicative of who she is as an artist. Whereas Poker Face is this really tight, fun, but sort of emotionless and hollow, like catchy, weird song. You know, that's what I was building up to. It was like, we talk about Lady Gaga as an artist now. And it was like kind of like stunning to me to go back to this song, which, you know, I, it's imprinted in my DNA at this point. I was like, bluffing with my muffin? Love glue gunning? <laughs> what the fuck is this? Yeah, what does it like, even mean? Like, what, do you know what poker is? Like, all these cards, you have no idea what they mean. Yeah, it, it doesn't have uh, to make sense. It just has to stick in your brain like a horrible, horrible needle-pointed earworm, and it sure did. Yeah, yeah, I just, so, like, I do think it's very, so she, very quickly, because of, like, where she comes from and everything, you know, I mean, just the name Lady Gaga is, it's a queen reference. She was always very New York. She was, it's a ridiculous name. Like Right, but she was always very plugged into queer club scene, stuff like that. That's, that's sort of where she was from the start. So while I absolutely agree that it was something that the greater public became more aware of from the fan monster going forward, it was sort of a part of her from the start. And I think that this, at least for me, is a part of why it's always harder for me to connect with Katy Perry because she's just, I, she, I mean, she put out the, the, the I, kissed, I kissed a girl that's not the good one. Well, I, well, here's the thing. And we're talking, I mean, like we're talking about stuff that's ancient history for her at this point. She, at that point, had not been Katy Perry for all that long. She had been Katie Hedson originally. And um, she the was, Christian she's ex-fundy. Yes, she's an ex-fundy. And I am also an ex-fundy. And that's another reason that a picking Teenage Dream, uh, for me personally, like, I feel like you can hear her. I, I'm not really interested in Katy Perry as an artist, but I do understand what it's like to... Um, break away from a system that's kind of designed to make it so you can't function on your own in the real world, if that makes any sense. And coming out into um, basically breaking away from a very fundamentalist way of thinking. And, and Katy Perry has made no uh, uh, aspersion. She's, she's made no effort to hide the fact that she a lot of those early songs were sticking it to her family intentionally. Like Teenage Dream is like the first um, kind of expression of that that doesn't get so bitter and so weird. It, it's, it's, it feels like a celebration of like finding love and, find, and seeing the world as beautiful for the first time. I don't know, it's just very sincere as Katy Perry songs go. Um, so I feel like it has more emotionality and more, I don't know, I can connect to it a lot easier than all that other stuff. And a lot of it is because emotionally, I feel like I understand where she was, which is very naive, very open-hearted, uh, wanting to become her real self for the first time and, and kind of sticking it to her folks. And this is like the most happy version of, of that that we've, we've heard, which is like, ooh, teenage rebellion, like, let's get drunk and listen to Radiohead. And like, it's very innocent <laughs> and sweet, almost. She had five number one singles off that album, Teenage Dream. Uh, mm. I'm going to go out and say I really love the singles off that album. That album's not very good, like, outside of the singles. And... You're not a big fan of Peacock, Cock? Oh, Isn't that on <laughs> she, there's. I don't remember that there is any production or instrumentation on that. I just remember her saying Peacock, Cock over and over. And I like, want to see this is a whole track. Cock, Cock. Yeah. Why, th it's... That's an example of the the being daring that doesn't work so well for her. Yeah, I've, like, I, I went to college with ex-fundies, and, like, I know what they're like. 
especially once once they realize that they are ex fundy. I'm surprised none of them tried to shoot whipped cream out of their boobs. Like that's... Well, maybe they did it in the privacy of their own. They they did, yeah. It like it's it's on a it's on it's on an old DV cam tape somewhere in their lower like their dresser drawer. I don't think they did it privately because they did so much publicly. Uh, yeah, <laughs> oh, I don't know. I it's so weird. Okay. So like, yes, I think Teenage Grim is as an album. So wait, what were the other the other hits? Were what? It's uh, uh, last uh, Friday night. Last Friday night, California Girls, Firework. Right. Yep. I want to say the one that got away is off of that one. I, so I really I like um, Firework and I I like Last Friday Night. Um, I would actually say that I like both of those more than um, than I like Teenage Dream. To be honest, maybe that's I don't know. I, I don't think that's an unpopular opinion. They were huge hit songs. I I when I first started doing this, I really went to bat for Katy Perry back in 2010, and even then I was like a little ashamed of it. Like, oh, I was like I'm you know. I'm so basic. I'm a fucking moron. Like, look at me with these crappy pop songs that I really love. I was, like, ashamed of it. And, like, it's been weird to watch people, in hindsight, really catch up to me. I was ahead of I was ahead of the curve on this one. I have seen, like, the critics have, like, really turned around on Katy Perry, at least for that one album, which is, like, her high point. And, right. like, I think I've said this before, like, Katy Perry does not have the sticking power of a Lady Gaga. She doesn't hold the same kind of fascination. She will be around as long as she has the good good songs. And once she had the good songs, didn't have the good songs anymore, we were just kind of done with her. Whereas Lady Gaga will have whatever she puts out, she will have at least that same dedication from at least like her core fan base that she'll always had and always have. Absolutely. And you're comparing like two, not aesthetically similar, but like similar in popularity and in cultural Aesth- prominence. There, like there, there's, there's, there's not, they're not not similar. Like, you know, yeah, sure, one sure. shot shit out of their boobs. The other one also shot shit out of their boobs. <laughs> like, that's true. That's the real defining like comparison between these two singles. Well, we've and, all like, been um, there. Todd, haven't <laughs> you shot shit out of your boobs? Um, I've done it. I've done it many times myself. I have not shot sparks nor fireworks nor whipped cream out of my boobs. What I have shot is not your business. Whoa. All right. That's, it's private. I mean, it's, it's, it's on a mine. DV you, cam tape. You can tell me there's, I guess it's fine. Part. It's fine for the, I get to know, I know you. Fine <laughs> if, the, if the podcast listeners don't get to know it. You have no secrets from me. <laughs> um, okay, so I wanted to quickly qualify. First of all, if this had been Bad Romance versus Teenage Dream, it would have been absolutely a bloodbath. Unquestionably. I don't think it would have been even close, you know, I'm, because I'm, po- somebody said in the comments that Poker Face is like the first draft of Bad Romance, and I think that's kind of true. It just kind of blows me away every time. Like I've like there are other songs that I think I have a closer emotional connection to, but if I just want to listen to a banger of Lady Gaga's, if I'm like I'm putting on a Lady Gaga song and I want it to just melt my face clean off, I'm putting on Bad Romance. You said that poker face is something you you don't really connect emotionally to because well you know that's the what the song is, is about, about yeah is about and and that like I said the, these these two things like in terms of cultural prominence and like they are similar seemingly similar songs but they couldn't be more different in terms of uh like that is she didn't know it yet I guess but that is kind of the peak of Katy Perry's career and it is a very like it's a very I'm gonna do what I want to do. You know, fuck you, mom and dad. I'm going to, like, 
express myself and work with the hottest producers. And, you know, it, it is that like it is a teenage dream kind of moment in her life. Whereas with Lady Gaga, it was it was like testing the waters. It's like, is this too weird? It wasn't. Poker Face wasn't too weird. But like, that's just her like barely letting you know what she's really about. And then it's like, OK, gloves are off. You know, this was a hit. Uh, here's what I'm really about. So it, it could not be more different in terms of the place in these two people's lives, even though the songs themselves are very similar in other ways. I, I rewatched the Poker Face video, mm. and I remember at the time thinking, "Is like this girl's a little weird." A little, <laughs> little, yeah. It's See, a, that was her, that was like her pinky toe, like just like the barest amount of weird, and you know, warming up for what was to come. It was. Um, but yeah, it's one thing that I don't think Poker Face really gets enough credit for is just what a great video it is. Like, and for that matter, Teenage Dream is not really considered like the the most Katy Perry of Katy Perry videos. But those videos fucking rule. They are so well put together. They they just kill. I I think they're underrated because they're not the biggest biggest flashiest things they ever did. I don't. Well, I mean, like I guess that's true. But I also think that. God, first of all, Lady Gaga, it, I think, was already weird. I'm trying to think. So I, I found a video. I was going through the just all of the fame and was mm-hmm. listening to songs that I like and even songs that are a little more straightforward. So one of my favorite tracks off of that album is Brown Eyes. And that's a very, like, that's a pretty tame affair mm-hmm. for Lady Gaga. Stripped um, down, but, for sure. But I found a live performance of it. And I swear to God... I as soon as it came on, I thought, "Oh my God, this is where they got the design for White Diamond on Steven Universe." The outfit she was wearing was so bizarro, so like she was a space diamond. And then she like sat down and did that weird thing, like you've seen Lady Gaga perform, so you know. Yes, that she yeah. does the thing. I, where, I remember like, the she, exact performance you're talking about. Yes, was she does was she capital P performs every time, mm-hmm. leg it's on the, the piano if need be. If she needs right. her heel to play the keys, she right. will. Right, she's like right up. I was, Jesus, I'm so out of shape. I was like trying to make it so that you could see my, <laughs> my leg, but I can't even do it. No, um, none of us, yeah, she none would of literally, us dare imitate Lady Gaga. It's impossible, can't be done. But yeah, <laughs> like, and then like, and like doing like that weird player piano thing at the end where she's like, like just crazy, just fucking crazy nonsense. And I think I just always feel such an attachment to that. Like whenever I listen to the fame or the fame monster or anything else, I can't, distinguish the one from the other like no it's not on that record per se but i am i just know that that's what's there i know that that's the energy behind that album is that weird madcap nonsense she's the same person it was just it's like she's the same person but she was just waiting for the like level of notoriety to reach a point where allow she her to be like that just, all the time yeah to just dump out the full package onto the world <laughs> it's uh it is weird it is weird looking back at like the fame singles um and they're still good but it is it it's it doesn't quite feel like a genuine representation of the person it's like one third of a reflection of what you would eventually see whereas Katy perry it felt like it, it's not really a calculated move of any kind it's just this full it maybe the songs aren't as good in some cases the songs definitely aren't as good but it's this <laughs> full expression of somebody who's just like Yes, this is my debut. Even though it's not, it's not her first record or anything. But it, it, in a way, it kind of was. It's good. So you wait. Do you do you really like the the production on on that? Because this is one of those things about Teenage Dream that I kind of struggle with. Is that it's so even tempo all the way through. It doesn't. 
it doesn't have that same ebb and flow. Like the reason that I enjoy firework as much as I do is because it feels as though I'm going on more of a journey. Whereas I, I don't know. I just feel like Teenage Dream is just, it has always felt kind of one note for me. And even when I went through it, I said, is it the production or is it the song? So I went through and started listening to all these different covers. And I thought, what if I listen to it and it's, it's more guitar driven and it's people just playing raw instruments like like it's nirvana's in utero and they've just got a microphone up against the the amp you know what i mean like is that is that a thing that's going to make me like the song more or less and i found that no matter which version i listened to it just i couldn't connect with it and i don't know why and i feel like what i landed on was it's the tempo. It's just too even the whole way through for me. As somebody who's not really a fan of Katy Perry's voice, just not, I, I don't like, especially on Firework, now that you mention it, like I, the chorus mm-hmm. to that, I, I often dare people like, you know, at karaoke, back when karaoke existed, but someday karaoke again, maybe. But uh, when you go to karaoke, people sing Firework. I'm like, try to hit that note. Do you know what that note is? Because I don't think Katy Perry knows what that note is, like in, in the chorus. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure <laughs> baby, anybody knows what that is. Fuck! Like it's ah, uh, it's it's intense and um, <laughs> it's a lot. Uh, so uh, the fact that she's not really the the fact you're right. It's even tempo. It's a little it's a little repetitive. Like I think the second verse is instrumentally like the exact same as the first, and it's it's just kind of a safe song. But it feels very sincere, and I think and compared to Firework specifically, Firework is a very vague song. Like it's a pump up anthem. It's a you got it, go girlfriend, you can do it. Like, but it doesn't seem to be about anything specifically. Uh, it's, it's funny, the music video, they have to come up with like things it could be about that are just in the background, just people with different struggles, like, you know, weight or illness or race or whatever the case may be. Because like Katy Perry herself is not singing about anything specific. But Teenage Dream is, is very specific. It's about like a year or two in your life that uh, if, if I guess if you're a teen girl, you, you don't really ever experience again a kind of like enthusiasm and like summerly naivete that's nailed down with specific details in the lyrics about this kind of point in this person's life. And it's it is fleeting. It's like, oh, well, that doesn't you know, that's that's a kind of feeling that doesn't last. It's very nostalgic. I would say instantly nostalgic. We'll be so young you're right. Not a daring song. <laughs> no, you will not, Katy Perry. Someday you're going to get a, a, a... Someday you will have a mom haircut. Someday very yes, soon. You, you beat me to it. I was like, you're going to get, get a mom haircut and try to rap unsessfully. And it's, you're things gonna, you're are going to happen, Katy Perry. You're going to go for Hillary Clinton. It's going to go bad for you. So many <sighs> things. And we're all going to agree that no matter what, Roar is terrible. Uh, let me say this. I... um. I think Katy Perry is a rock singer who never really had a chance to rock Teenage Dream. Oh man, I never thought is, about that. Yeah. I've I've heard covers of Teenage Dream and like especially the ones that try and are just like singing like the to the backing track. I've never been a huge fan of Katy Perry's voice. She kind of hits like a brick, but like she never sounded yes. better than when she does on Teenage Dream and if you do not have the force yes. that she does, you don't you do not sound right on that song. Yeah, there's something about it that is, it's not, Poker Face might be a better song, but uh, I think it's Katy Perry's best song. I'm not a fan of her voice, but it is perfect for it. I never considered her as like a rock singer before, but you're right. Maybe that would have been an interesting, that's an alternate, that's another Berenstain's universe that like I would be curious to see. I don't know. Like I I said the same thing about Miley Cyrus recently because she did her like dance rock album recently. I was like, this is what you were meant to do. I have no idea what you've been doing like these past 10 years. Like this is, this is correct. And again, the the cover the cover thing really bears you out because so many people who are rock p- 
people have covered Teenage Dream specifically. That's the thing that I've really noticed again and again is that it comes up with people that are playing actual instruments whose goal is to be more rock oriented. It it tends to get covered by those sorts of people, which I think is really interesting because I can't tell if it actually makes the song better, but it does, I think, kind of reveal something about where Katy Perry was at and maybe what it is that she could have been doing and could, I mean, who knows, could still do it anytime. It's not too late for you, Katy Perry. <laughs> I am the ghost of Rockstar's future. It's me, Miley Cyrus. I can't do a Miley Cyrus impression. To me, me, if I I, I did that, I would sound like Eric Cartman. I like the idea of Teenage Dream being like, (laughs) God, he sang Poker Face. Uh, Eric Cartman had a Poker Face moment. That's true. I'd never really thought of uh, like this before, but I like the idea of Katy Perry's Teenage Dream being a stealth, like uh, Midnight Sky, because that was the first song by Miley Cyrus that like kind of woke me up as well. Um, uh, yeah, it's like, why wasn't she doing this for years? And why didn't I consider that this could be, because Midnight Sky fucking slaps, it's great. Maybe that there's something to that. Like, if you have powerful vocals that aren't very refined and you're trying to have a pop career, you know, consider consider maybe a rock hybrid of some kind. You know, it's a funny thing, because we're talking about the covers. Like, I, I said this earlier, but I remember a ton of covers of Poker Face at the time. Like I remember Weezer covering Poker Face. I remember Faith No More covering <laughs> yes. Poker Face. I remember a Chris Daughtry covering Poker Face. And it's like it's like at the time and in fact there was like a live version she did on her piano, which was like a lot, you know, like jazzier and classier. And Kid Cuddy, the rapper, sampled that as his second single, and it was terrible. And it also made like the same poke her face joke that you know my co-host was so kind to repeat for us at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> and it's like I remember like it's like poker face feels like this moment so hard, like this moment in time, like it captured this specific moment. Teenage Dream, meanwhile, in hindsight, especially, felt like this like classic. Like something that would make just as much sense in ten years as it as it did right at that moment, like something that would or ten really... years before even yeah. And in fact, like I have played both of these songs on piano at the and they both rule. They are so much fun to play, but like when you actually like play the, like the melody for Teenage Dream, it is like perfect. Like just like the runs, the melody, it is like that perfect like Swedish musical math thing that they do. It's like, this is like a perfectly written song. Is this a battle of the Swedish producers? I don't know if Red Isn't One is Isn't this a double sweet matchup? Red One is in fact Swedish, yes. Oh, there you go. I, yep, <laughs> there you go. It's it's something about that tight uh, Swedish production of the late, 20, uh, the late 2000s, early 2010s. Although, let me be clear on this. Red One is Moroccan. He moved to Sweden to pursue music when he was 18. He learned his, his tight bop craft in Sweden, I assume. So therefore... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Poker Face is a, f- is a ton of fun to play also. You can just... They wrote it, it in bangs. an hour. Did you know that? They wrote, they wrote Poker Face and Just Dance in an hour. I believe that because let, let's say Poker Face does not seem like a very carefully composed... <laughs> a lyrical masterpiece, let's say. Well, I was... Well, yeah, I was going to say, lyrically, muffin. I believe it. They don't know what yeah. bluffing with my muffin means. Oh, it's a, it's a very simple song too. Like if once you've got the riff, you're good. Like it's it's a it's a classic uh, pop song chord song. You got to go to the six to the four to the one to the five. It's like every song is written like that. 
And Teenage Dream is even simpler. It's got three chords that it repeats over and over again. In fact, there was like a really, really interesting article. I think it was in Slate where like uh, Owen Pallet just explained how perfectly simple Teenage Dream was. Just it never resolves. It never goes back to the one. There's no other pop song that does that except maybe the only other one I can think of is Dreams by Fleetwood Mac. It never hits the tonic. Music theory wise, I, I'm not 100% following you, but I get like they there is a simplicity to uh, dreams and teenage dream that like um, it, it is it does feel timeless, I guess. And the timeless is not necessarily a phrase I usually associate with Katy Perry. No, she is a uh, not a timeless artist. Let's say she is very tied to a specific moment in time, and even the song she released before and after 2010, it's like, what are you doing here? Like you existed for this one moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I've I've never particular except for never really over. I've just never particularly liked anything she released, except chain for the except chain to the rhythm. I like that one just because it was so awkward and she was just so naked in it. <laughs> we could t- we could talk for a really long time about never really over because that's that is one of those tracks. It was one of the first times I feel like you and I, Todd, really had a like a music conversation because mm-hmm. I said, "Wait a minute, I'm am I am I." Out of my mind, I heard this song, and I don't really like Katy Perry particularly. I don't hate her. I don't really think anything about her. But is this song amazing? Does this (laughs) song rule? Because I feel like it rules. And you were like, no, that's right. That that song was really good. And then it did nothing. And I still, I can't forgive the world for not glomming on to Never Really Over. That song deserved as much attention as Teenage Dream did. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Given the the subject and the nature of the song, it is it is almost uh, more poetic that it didn't quite catch on. I suppose is, was that because <laughs> yeah. it was in he... fact it was in fact over. That was the moment I knew it was over for Katy Perry. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, was Less. when that song like briefly went on the Billboard charts and then and just plummeted off. And I don't know why I was surprised, but I was. Um, also, very quickly, Paparazzi is is better than I think any of the songs that we've discussed. I fucking love paparazzi. Oh, that's like wow. that's like my go to Lady Gaga song. That is a hot wow. take. Is it? Yeah. That was a I remember hearing Just Dance and being like, it's fine. And I remember hearing Poker Face and being like, pretty good. And then I heard paparazzi and I was like, This is my shit. This is it. And I listened to that song on a loop for like a month. Wow. Don't make that face at me, Todd. <laughs> I think it says a lot about both these artists and where they were and the albums and that we're supposed to be discussing just like, okay, these two songs, but it's almost impossible not to just get into like, oh, what were the singles on the album overall? And okay, in comparison, the fame stomps Teenage Dream as an album, I think, into the ground just by virtue of Oh, absolutely. Of like, it's, it's an album. Yeah, well, it's an album and not like six great a collection sing- of songs. Yeah. Three great singles, three okay singles, and a bunch of crap. But like, <laughs> um, sorry, Katy Perry. I know you listen to this podcast all the time. Yeah. So true. She's a regular list. Yes, I'm, I apologize, but uh, it, it is difficult because um, uh, I think both songs are just like a, a tiny drop in the pool of the impact that the, both of these artists were having on people. So you don't really discuss one without like, oh, two or three of them were also on the charts at the uh, two or three other songs by these artists were also at the, on the charts at the same time. Right. Yeah. So, oh, I forgot yeah. that love game came in between uh, paparazzi and poker face like that was the one where it's like, I don't know about this. I understand what uh, taking a ride on a disco stick means. Bluffing with my muffin, I, I couldn't process, but Love Game got right to the point. 
do both of you know what Poker Face is about? Yeah, like, I know what it's about. It's about um, being with a guy and thinking about your girlfriend, or be thinking about the girl you'd rather be with. Right, it's about being bisexual. It's yes. about, according to her, I, she didn't huh. say that originally, and then she said it later. Yeah, I never bothered to look it up, um, but that that makes sense. That makes I don't sense. know. It was like it feels like knowing what Poker Face is about is besides the point. Yeah, like, that's it's true. Intentionally opaque, and I am aware that I should care. I keep thinking like I'm bisexual. I should give a shit. I don't. <laughs> I just like I don't know. Like I don't like I don't find myself having deep deep thoughts. When I listened to Poker Face, I, I cannot tell a lie. Like, I heard that and I thought, really? Is it? But I also, you know, the thing about Lady Gaga is that I was so into just the queer identity of it right up until she did Born This Way. And then I felt like it was so on the nose that I was like, ugh. And I understand that's not popular. And I'm not. No, no. Look, look, uh, Lena, I'm with you. Like, I, I'm a Gaga stan. I will defend the entire Art Pop album with Gusto. Okay, not the, like, not two or three of those singles, Jewels and Drugs and Swine are bad, but like, uh, among others. However, I, I will go to bat for Gaga, but I, I, I got to admit, Born This Way is, is kind of a production nightmare. I don't, <laughs> even if I get behind the message of the song, I can, I can. I'm like, ah, yes. I, as, as a queer theater weirdo, uh, can vibe with the uh, the lyrics to this, but I just it's so oppressive and loud and heavy and dense and just kind of telling and not showing. Like I I understand and I like the rest of that album. Um, a lot of great songs on the Born This Way album, but not the title track. <laughs> not a fan no, of the actual it's, it's, song. It's, Born not, this way. it's not great. I, I'm I'm glad. I really had this moment where I was like, you know, I don't want to. Am I a bad queer? Oh no! <laughs> I was like, I don't want to. I don't want to get in trouble for this. I, you know, I live for the applause, applause, applause. Mm, I live for yeah. the applause. Pl- anyway, yeah. um, but yeah, I don't know. I gosh, I want kind of want to work back around because we've been talking now for a while. Um, do you want to do the, the 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 questions, Todd? Is Ooh. it question time? Yeah, yeah, let's, let's unless, do the unless, questions. Unless we haven't talked there, a lot. I had one question for you, Todd, just because as a music critic, you would have a better sense of this than I think that either Jake or I would, but how was music influenced by each of these artists during this time? Because we can agree, certainly, that Teenage Dream was like such a big high height for for Katie, but you know, this this point in time, Poker Face, you know, may have not have been the highest high of Lady Gaga's career. But it was, I think, pretty influential because it came on so strong. How much was music influenced and other artists influenced by these two and how so? Everything was over the top for a while. Just like for the next four years, everything was big and loud and really made up. And this was, you know, Gaga gets most of the credit for that. But like in real life, like Katie was also a big part of that because she was like she was gaudy and candy colored and you know she wrote these tacky songs you know like fucking et like her last friday night or i kissed a girl hot and cold upms like a bitch like i i like how you said fucking et which i think should be actually the name of that song because it would make it more clear it's about fucking what the yes. song is about yeah it's it's yeah it's, it's like with lady gaga it's like i'm tr- People would come at her for like, okay, you're trying to be artistic, but is this that weird? Is this it, this isn't really that strange? It's it's pretty pop. And Katy Perry, it wasn't. It, it was almost weird on accident. It was like a fart in an elevator. It was like a oh, this is so tacky, but you don't care. Like you're making kind of bad taste intentionally your brand. And kudos to her. It worked for a couple. Like TGIF is a better song because it's so tasteless. So yeah, you know, 
go with what works. She couldn't quite keep it up, but it was there for a little while. All right. I just wanted to get that was like the one thing I realized that we sort of danced around and hadn't really answered because they are influential. Mm-hmm. They must have done something. I mean, you can't get that big and not influence yeah. other pop music. Um, all right. So three questions. We do three questions after we bullshit for a really long goddamn time for no reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, all of a sudden, hopefully things start to make sense. These three important, critical, well thought out question. Question number one. Uh, one of these songs is going to go away forever. Lost to time as though it never was there, and the other one will remain in the memory of humankind forever. Which is the song that has to stay for the culture? Jeez, that's a tough one. This that's is really difficult. One. Well, here's the thing. I think Lady Gaga has a career regardless of whether Poker Face exists or doesn't. And she's made other songs not like it, sonically, necessarily. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe. I feel like that's in her repertoire. She's made plenty of like ironic, winky songs like poker face um i don't she will mama and rah rah again yeah yeah and uh (laughs) i don't think Katy perry has a song as as sweet as teenage dream like the the, almost all of them are more even the ones that are emotionally like it's supposed to be like the one that got away or unconditionally which i think is how you pronounce it pronounce it like they aren't sweet they're like oh exhausting they're exhausting i feel like the what teenage dream does not make me tired in the way that a lot of her other songs do and that has rarely been replicated so i think i have to keep teenage dream i feel like more there are you could almost say like paparazzi is similar enough to poker face i feel like teenage dream is a little more unique in the repertoire of this artist poker face is the moment when gaga became gaga she would go on to further things but like that is such an important part of her career and it feels like if you erase that so much is missing something is just it just doesn't make sense the rest of her career i feel like but but you don't think she would have become famous anyway right and i think it's she hard. it's really I, hard i, I, I think she would have like i think it would it feels feels like so much is missing meanwhile like you can absolutely make the same case for katie perry oh but Christ, I'd, can I abstain? You answer this one. I don't. <laughs> um, yeah. It's really hard to say. It was. It was. It sort of is the difference between for the culture and for the artist, mm-hmm. I guess, because that's really sort of the big question that we always dance around with this one. Because what happens to Katy Perry without Teenage Dream? I don't know. I don't know. She goes. Um, she. Go, I mean, she goes to Firework. She goes to Last Friday Night and ET, and she's still very popular. But it feels like a lot of whatever goodwill she has comes from this one song specifically not firework not california girls not certainly not hot or cold or i kissed a girl or anything she released afterwards it's like this this is the centerpiece of her career and it's also like a really beloved song everyone fucking loves teenage dream the competitiveness uh, of the poll i think is bearing itself out most deeply in this question it's like I, I how could you yeah. erase either of these two songs it's really really difficult actually so, I mean, I have to tentatively say Teenage Dream, but like, and I feel bad. I feel bad. Like, I was like, oh boy, we're going to do a Gaga mm-hmm. podcast. And the whole thing is me defending a song by Katy Perry, someone who I mm-hmm. like infamously loathed in my early 20s. <laughs> I did. I, I, here's the thing. I, I'm not a music snob, but I am a voice snob. I think it was just the way that she sings bothered me so, so much. It just, and other people love it. And I, I just couldn't, I couldn't bear it. And it, her songs were on the radio and in the airwaves constantly it was so tiring to me but i'll go to bat for her today so 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I do think it's more Teenage Dream is a little. I I do think that Lady Gaga personally. I think even without Poker Face, I think that Just Dance and Paparazzi are maybe are enough. And I think that like as long as she look as long as she could get to Bad Romance, she's fine. All she has to do is get there. If she can get to Bad Romance, anything that she would have gotten out of Poker Face, she's going to get out of Bad Romance, in my opinion. So I think as long as we believe that Just Dance plus Paparazzi still eventually leads to Bad Romance, we good. Um, whereas I truly don't think that there's much of Katy Perry without this. Like, I think you kind of need it. Although weirdly, I wanted to, well, actually, no, we'll bring this up in the second question, but yeah, I don't know. I think, I think that for me, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to edge it out to Katy Perry just because I do think that this song is so important to the direction that her career took and the person that she went on to be. And yeah, I don't know. I just don't think she's Katy Perry without it is the truth. I think Lady Gaga yeah. is still Lady Gaga without Poker Face. That's my opinion. All right. I, I ultimately I have to fall on that side of it as well. That that's that's convincing. Okay, um, so here we are. Question number two: You can be around for the creation, soup to nuts, beginning to end, music video included. Always very important in this question of one and only one of these songs. Which is the one that you want to be a fly on the wall for? We've been dancing uh, like. I've been kind of trying to avoid the topic, but like I have to say it, this is a Dr. Luke song, Teenage Dream is. And that it would be so fucking oh. uncomfortable. It's also a Bonnie McKee song though, and like didn't didn't by Bonnie and Katie got along pretty good, didn't I, they? I like, like Bonnie McKee. I, I always liked her. She's not she fell out of the industry. I don't know what she's doing now, but like I always liked her music. Poker face was made in an hour, so you're not gonna be there long. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's a quick in and out. Poker Face, I guess, I would want to watch more, not only because, you know, I don't have to look at Dr. Luke and feel bad, but also I think that I'd like to see the music video being made. Like, that's the one where she first starts putting on weird, crazy outfits and silly wigs. That just seems like a fun video to watch being made. Like, that's where she starts really being her. Here's what I want to say. There is an interview with Bonnie McKee where she talks about the unusualness of of where the the lyrics land the that you make me is on she said it was on the up which it kind of is mm-hmm. um and then she said something about how you have to be careful about putting the right emphasis on the right syllable and here's what i want to say about that given the timing of when the song was created and that quote she is clearly referencing a line said by Mike Myers mm-hmm. in the film View from the Top. And for that alone, I gots to know. Just because I'm like, does that mean that like Bonnie and Katy Perry like watched View from the Top together and like snarked the way through? I, I think know. they did. I, and I want if that's a part of it especially I want to be in. I don't know. Emphasis on the wrong syllable like caught on immediately from the commercial. And like, well, that's, that's true. It did from the commercial onward. But I can't, I can't help but I've heard think, everyone like, say oh, that. No one remembers what that's from. Oh, I remember. Yeah. Pepperidge Farm remembers. <laughs> I just wish Bonnie was still around to dispense that uh, emphasis on the wrong syllable advice uh, to Katie for her single, Unconditionally, because I just, I just can't. Unconditionally. The, the meter they decided. I, why was that the meter they decided to go with? Never mind. Fine. We'll, we'll just leave it behind. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think it would be just, I mean, as much as I like Lady Gaga, again, boy, this is really weird that this is how it's panning out. Um, but I think I would rather, I kind of, yeah, I would just really enjoy seeing um, Katie and Bonnie working on a track together. That seems fun to me. I don't know. That seems nice. 
It seems nice. <laughs> I have to go with uh, based on music video because of the the songs. It's it's hard to split the difference, but okay. Well, I don't want to be around Doctor Luke, and also the Lady Gaga music video. She's at a, a a huge mansion with Great Danes and half dressed men, so I'm gonna have to go with that one just purely, purely for that reason. <laughs> seems, it seems like a good party. That's fair. All right, I think you know what this is an episode where the where the two point five question absolutely works. So we're going to keep it. We're okay. going to do it. Okay. So Megan the Stallion is getting ready for a night of real hot girl shit. Pandemic's almost over. Hot girl shit is about to commence. It's going to be hot girl summer all over again. But before she can do that, she's got to listen to one and only one song to get her pumped for the hot girl shit that she is absolutely going to do because the pandemic's going to be over soon. I mm-hmm. hope for the love of God. Um, which is the song she's going to listen to? Is she going to listen to Teenage Dream or she listen to Poker Face to get ready for hot girl shit? Poker Face. Teenage Dream is more like a road trip yeah. song. Oh, do I want to go on a road trip with Megan the Stallion? I think I do. That's Is that a question? Of course, of course. You wouldn't <laughs> want to go on a road trip with Megan the Stallion. Poker Face is for a, for a night out. Yes, yes. I've been completely sidelined by the by the thought of like who would I rather go on a road trip with? <laughs> I actually think that going on a road trip with Lady Gaga would be a nightmare. <laughs> I want to I want to talk with Katy Perry. She seems nice. I'd like. To I'm spend telling time with you, her. I agree. That's got nothing. That's neither here nor there. Um, but yes, I agree. I think it has to be Poker Face. I think that's now and forever we can confirm something you probably already knew. Poker Face is real hot girl shit. Now. We get to the most important question, not just in this podcast, but in the history of all human creation. William Shatner is going to do a William Shatner version of one and only one of these two songs. Which one must be shat upon? Knowing that both of them have gotten gleed to death and boo. Yeah. My instinct is to say Poker Face because it has the weirder lyrics, but is it almost too, is it almost too on the nose? Is it like... Uh, t- uh, Tim Burton directing an Alice in Wonderland movie sort of <laughs> on the nose where it's no longer funny because you can almost already hear how he's going to enunciate um, stunning with my love glue gunning. I just I just don't think really Teenage Dream gives him much to work with. And uh, if I if I may, I'm going to read one of the comments early. Uh, Please. Jacob Agelson writes, I think you should consider subbing out the Shatner question for this one since Christopher Walken already did the definitive reading of Poker Face. Oh, he did. Oh, 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 as I recall him saying. I have never heard this. Famously, uh, very famously. I missed out on that culture. Did you just say you hadn't heard the Walken version of Poker Face? I'll get him hot, show him what I've got. (laughs) Poker Face. No, someone, I want to say it was like Craig Ferguson or somebody, got him and was like, here, just do us a favor and read these lyrics, all right? And, you know, old Christopher Walken looking at the lyrics of this song he's never heard of, him him reciting the entire thing. So whenever Shatner uh, retires or passes, that's what we're going to replace this uh, this uh, question with, the Walken question. Right. Or replace it with an equally elderly man who's nearing yes. passing or retiring. But- I- you know. I still think that we can also do the Ray Romano one. That's still a really a really oh. good one because because it's very different. See, the Christopher yeah. Walken one is is a little closer to the Shatner. Asking like who which which song do you want to get Romanoed? Well, that's Teenage so, Dream. There's just like because you know, his voice is kind of like um, it's very like Kermit the Frog. Yeah, 
But like an old, really, really beleaguered, like, ah, come on. I, I think, you know, yeah, like, in case you have not heard Ray Romano's cover of Crazy in Love off of some new show, that's what we're talking about here. <laughs> we we wow. are. Um, but just in general, that really woke me up. I was awokened to. I think if Ray Romano were to sing Teenage Dream, he would sound like an auto-tuned version of himself. So that's my vote for that question. <laughs> I, I want to hear that. I want to hear his nose ach- break the sound barrier in, uh, in the bridge of that song. Rough. All right. We have talked really, really long. Comments, Todd. Let, All right, let, we, let, we gotta... let the intelligent people have a voice. Okay. Michael Russell writes, Only one of these songs had fuh-fuh-fuck-her-face played on the radio regularly in almost all markets while having Muffin bleeped out, and I love that. Like, that was a thing we get that got confirmed, like, two years ago. Gaga was like, yes, and on one of the poker faces, I'm actually saying fuck-her-face, and no one caught it, like, wow. if you didn't hear that one. When I went to re-listen to Poker Face, I was like, which one was it? And I couldn't tell. So, like... <laughs> I'm, I gotta be honest, I don't actually think that's as cool as it seems. Like, at first I was like, awesome, and then I was like, is it? I don't, huh. I feel like I should think that's cool. I don't think it's uncool, I'm just kind of like, well, that's, you know, I had a, like, a, I because, you know, I was a self-loathing tran um, in high school, we had a, my English teacher my freshman year, her name was Ms. Drahoozle, and I called her Mr. Hoozle. Because if you say them very quickly, they sound exactly the same. And I absolutely did that when I was 14 years old, like a real piece of shit. All right. Dip Dop writes, If either Todd or Lena opens this episode with the one goddamn joke about waking up slash pissing off Lady Gaga, I swear to God. Well, Sorry, Dip Dop. <laughs> I didn't start on it. It wasn't the first thing I said. We've been I talking waited. for an hour. It's going to come up. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to... It's the low-hanging fruit that's going to get closer and closer to the ground for an hour until somebody just reaches in. and yeah. It literally was how I became aware of the song. I'm sorry. Robin Garcia writes, I became a patron just to say this. Poker Face is gayer. It's all about doing a straight thing in the queerest way possible. Teenage Dream is just a wet dream with whipped cream rocket titties. It's no contest. See, you say it's no contest, but from that comment, I can't tell which one you mean. Well, I mean, and Robin, like, easily poker face is gayer. Like that's not if we're if we're if this was song versus song gay edition, poker yeah. face wins in a landslide. But you know, you know like it just, just occurred to me. Metric. This comment says that you know poker face is about doing a straight thing in the gayest way possible. I kissed a girl by Katy Perry is about doing a gay <gasps> thing in the straightest way possible. It's true. That should have been well. If that was the song versus song, it really would have <laughs> yeah. been a blow. That would have truly but, been a slaughter. <laughs> but you an know, absolute slaughter. The 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 yin and the yang. I don't think the opinion's ever going to change on "Kissed a Girl." I don't think mm. anyone's ever going to go. You know what? That one was actually great. I don't think that's ever going to happen. I I know a bisexual who and who is actually preparing uh something about like how "I Kissed a Girl" meant a lot to them back in the day when they were just feeling things out. I mean, maybe it takes one good piece of criticism yeah. to change people's minds, but not Every, my mind. Everything, no. everything is a gay awakening for some. It's true. <laughs> that's it's a, that's really a true. That's a, just a fact. Just going to put it like for all the straight people listening to this. Hi, I uh, uh, hope you're doing well, being straight and normal and all that. It's terrible. It's, it's just the worst. <laughs> that heterosexual thing you enjoy, it has turned somebody gay. It has, it has awoken something in someone out there. Even Teenage Dream, even I Kissed a Girl. 
Even even Rocky Horror Picture Show, the 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 straightest gay thing in history. Oh, are we gonna get into that? I... We don't. I already, we already did a bonus episode, but it did get mentioned in that bonus episode. Go back and listen to the bonus episode of Rocky Horror Picture Show. I got put on blast for that one, and I'll own it. I, I was like, oh, I, Rocky Horror is a lot of straight people like that, right? It's it sure they they sure do, Jacob. I get to say it in an episode of this podcast officially, a public episode that you are right about that, and that I also watched Rocky Horror and was like, I don't. I I guess okay. enjoy it the straights it's not as <laughs> it's not as gay as you think it is the straight people have, have tried to steal that one for sure I, absolutely they can have it the end anyway okay. continue <laughs> all right Thomas R writes I bought a VPN without a promo code just so I could rewatch an AMV where Teenage Dream played over a bunch of clips of Mrs Puff from SpongeBob I don't think I would have done that if the song was Poker Face. Thank you, Thomas R., for the very weirdest comment we got on this one. There are a lot of scenes of Mrs. Puff, like, sitting next to SpongeBob, one fin carefully on, pressed supportively against his lower back in a convertible. So I can see that being a thing, for sure. Is it? Somebody somebody made it. Well, she's are his there, driving teacher. Are there SpongeBob you know, shippers? Like, It's questions I don't want answered, but I'm going to ask them. No, I, yeah. I don't know. Well, Which one? But who's... But, but who, who does Squidward vote for of these two? Um, Who's Squidward picking? I think he could play Actually, the riff. You know what? I've play. got an answer for that, but guy, what do you think? I think you could play a pretty decent version of the riff from Poker Face on your clarinet. Mm-hmm. All right. I think that's a I think that's a fair point, but just as a just as a counterpoint, I wanna make it known that um you know who really, really loves Teenage Dream? Lord. Lord loves it and thinks that it like it's a deeply sad song and that she loves it in the way that she likes songs by like David Bowie and Fleetwood Mac and wow. Neil Young. And I was so floored by that and it that, almost that made me, me. It, I, I heard that and I thought, you know who I, I guarantee you loves Lord? Squidward. <laughs> and that makes me think that maybe he actually like right. secretly loves Teenage Dream because he thinks it's very sad. That's wild. I I mean, like I never heard that before, but it it kind of I I would use the word nostalgic more than sad, but it does feel like summer sunset. Like I'm I'm on board with that hot take. That song is not intentionally sad, but in the rearview mirror, kind of sad. It is about one or two years that don't exist again and didn't really exist again for Katy Perry. So I I, I get that. Understand. I yeah, understand. I, I get it too. You know, it it's makes funny. Me Lord wonder what Billie Eilish Lord thinks about the, it. Lord ended the Katy Perry era. Yeah, so she, like, she, she did. I love, I love this song, and I will kill the person who wrote it. <laughs> All right. Emperor Tiger Star writes, This is like pairing up Disco Duck with Staying Alive. Poker Face is immeasurably better in every conceivable metric. Harsh words, uh, Emperor Tiger no, Star. No. I, I have bad. to. Yeah, I have to disagree with you, Emperor Tiger Star, but you are, you are entitled to your opinion. A goddamn delight, writes. Gaga's the superior artist, but Poker Face really isn't the showcase for that. The true scale tipper for me is that I, a 36-year-old man with a baritone voice, have never karaoke Poker Face four octaves down from the original, but Teenage Dream, like, imagine Johnny Cash singing, You think I'm pretty without any makeup on. You don't have to imagine it because I did it for you. Yeah, with your flawless Johnny Cash impersonation, I was I was instantly transformed. I don't know, like it, actually, I, I'm I'm a 36 year old baritone, and uh, actually, like Teenage Dream is a little too low for me. You think for I'm Rockstar pretty Stan. without any makeup on? I feel I feel like it needs to be higher so I can really like hit that note. T 
Teenage Dream has like a five note range. Well, yeah. Well, here's the thing. So yeah. I feel like at karaoke, the person who's really stoked to be there at karaoke and is like has a repertoire. Teenage Dream is in there. And the person who's just like along for the ride, but wants to make everybody laugh and wants to kind of feel comfortable picks Poker Face. Right. So, and you need both. You need you need a full it's a nice wide breadth of 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 uh, karaoke feelings. But both are very appropriate for a karaoke night out. All right. I'm going to read these last one last one, which is actually three ones that I'm going to just re- repeat real quick. That'll end it for us. Angela writes, Lady Gaga is that fun aunt you always love having around because she makes the holidays a little more bearable. Katy Perry is that one over enthusiastic kid at the high school pep rally that you want to punch in the face. Callum O'Halloran writes, Lady Gaga is to Katy Perry what Mr. Hyde is to Dr. Jekyll. What I mean by that, I'll leave up to you. And Adam VF writes, Katy Perry is the wholesome love interest of the anime protagonist, while Lady Gaga is the psycho antagonist that all the fans wish would step on them. Uh Uh-oh, Jacob. (laughs) I can neither confirm nor deny that Lady Gaga would be the Yandere character in a a deeply messed up (laughs) late night anime that four people saw at 4.30 in the morning. But I could kind of put together. I don't know. I mean, like... Poker face is a confidence. I don't know, like song. all of these things, a... all of those seemed a little wrong to me. I'm trying to figure <laughs> well, out like here's so here's a question. This is like all right, you're gonna you're gonna put Katy Perry in an anime, you're gonna put Lady Gaga in an anime. Which ones that exist do they fit in? Like you're gonna put them in one. Where do they fit kinda naturally? Naruto? I don't extra, fucking know. Extra, like, extra <laughs> points if it's something that's uh, well not it's not a question for you, Todd. That's <laughs> a question for somebody who matters. <laughs> Yeah, well, no, well, so like, okay, so Katy Perry in an anime, Katy Perry is like the the most important female character in a Shonen Jump anime that airs at like five thirty p.m. So kids watch it when they get home from school. There's Nerf advertisements in between the you know the parts of the show, and she looks really important. Like she's on the poster, and she has like you know the the big boobs and the happy smile, but she doesn't actually do very much in the show. She's just there. She's like the most important female character, but they don't really give her anything to do. And it's real safe. Lady Gaga is the God, super she's villainous. Sailor Moon. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, no. Oh Sailor, my God. No, Sailor Moon. Oh my God. Season. Season one, Sailor Moon. Katy Perry is a Sailor Scout, and oh, is is Lady Gaga like Queen Barrel or some shit? Is that how it works out? Like if we're doing like super mainstream, Lady Gaga. If you're going super mainstream, but I think if she has her own anime, Lady Gaga is the um, villainess in a show that airs at like two thirty in the morning, and it has giant robots, but also like a lot of weird sexual innuendo and like that. That's the show she's in, and it and it like nobody watches it, but it becomes an acclaimed cult hit like two years later, and then goes on to influence every other thing that comes after it. It's one of those, right? But I don't think they belong in the same show, to answer your question. They don't, like, Katy Perry is the family anime that everybody watches, and most people cosplay at conventions. Lady Gaga is the thing that, like, you know, the after midnights. It's it's a very different split between these two artists. Yeah, Katy Perry is, like, she could be, like, a, like, like a pokey trainer or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, she she's fits, very like, friendly. she's so all ages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so she, and, and also, and people are weirdly pervy about her. So she's misty. There you go. She's misty. Um, exactly. She's inappropriate. The, the, for the weebs listening, she is the Uraraka or the Sakura. If, if you're watching Naruto, she or you're watching My Hero Academia, she's the Uraraka. You know, seemingly important, but hmm, doesn't seem to do anything really except be on the poster and marry one of the guys eventually. <laughs> now the Uraraka fans. All right, are sorry, Todd. All right, <laughs> sorry, Todd. We what just the fuck is anyone talking about? <laughs> it, it matters to it, there's going to be like a whole bunch of the listeners that it'll mean something to them 
Just because it doesn't yeah. mean anything to you. I, I let you guys say your piece. Okay. So what does that leave? That leaves uh, the um, results. Yeah. Who do you think won? Like, I, it sounds I mean, like you we already know who won. And, how, and by I how much? I want to say Poker Face will win. Right. Well, Poker Face probably barely squeaks out a win just by virtue of, yeah, the artist, I, I would say. And I, I'm going to barely bet on Poker Face by like 66%. Yeah. By, just tell by, people you say 66%? I'm going to say like 66% at the most is what it got. Well, Jesus Christ, we got so many votes for this. For a total of 548 to 403, which is a 58 42 split, the winner is Ma 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 Ma, uh, Lady Gaga with Poker Face. Which is like, I'm, I told you, I told you it was going to be closer than you thought it was. I'm glad right? it was close. Yeah. I'm glad it was close. I think both songs deserve their due. They were both big smashes, completely deservedly. Yeah. I, I, I voted for Teenage Dream. I am one of those 403 that got... <laughs> but like I said, like the little monsters are much more powerful than the Katie Cats. Weirdly, like Teenage Dream's fan base is critics now. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's another thing. Like, I feel like that's, that, that song, despite its simplicity, has grown in esteem over the years, right? Like it's yeah. more liked now than maybe even when it came I, out. I think it's popular. widely considered Kate, Katie's best song. Yeah, it's, my, it's definitely my favorite song of hers. Not even like with a bullet, easily. All right, before we announce the next one, we got to do the uh, the plugs. Please support us on Patreon. We do a bonus episode every uh, every month. You get to hear what we thought about Eurovision 2020, by which I mean the Eurovision movie that Will Ferrell made last year, which is the only Eurovision we got. If you want to know what we thought about that, that's one of six gajillion bonus episodes we do every month. Yep, and if you give a dollar, you get all of them. Just a dollar. Immediately. And if you don't want to do that, but you still want to support us, just leave us a nice, uh, you know, tell your friends, leave us a nice review on iTunes or wherever that you can review us. We appreciate that, too. And uh, anything else? No, I think that's it. All right. Why don't you tell me what the next episode is? Because you picked this one. Oh, did I? All right. Yes. Um, the next episode is, well, that means it's going back to the 90s. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> yep. Um, that is my sweet spot. So we're going to do, um, gosh, I should have written it down. Um, it's going to be what? It's Is it Cannonball versus Seether? Is yes. that what we're doing? The Breeders' Cannonball versus Veruca Salt's Seether. Some good early 90s chick rock. Everyone loves that shit. Neither of these songs, so I'm excited they, We're, to we're not going to get nearly out. a thousand votes for this one, I'm fairly yeah. certain. But mm, yeah. No, but I very, so the the reason we're doing this in part is because I, I just kind of needed an easy episode, but also because I desperately wanted to have my spouse come on, who is part of uh, our sort of sister podcast, The Apocalypse Book Club. So Raven Jacobowski, my spouse, um, one half of The Apocalypse Book Club, will be coming on to discuss that because Raven is like uh, an insane, like to, to, I mean the, I don't even know that Seether breaks the top 10 for her. That's how well she knows that band. Veruca Salt? Yes. She's such a stand for Veruca Salt. And I don't really, Raven is like staunchly anti-stand culture across the board, except for like this one thing. Well, she's very gonna... strong feelings about Veruca Salt, so it's going to be really fun, and it means that I I get to do an obsessive deep dive into breeders just to be contrary. Oh, I I trust me, I I got it, I got the breeders, like I will handle <laughs> that. And uh, where where can people find you? 
I talk about anime on Twitter and YouTube, and you can find me at Weebservations, that's W-E-E-B, Servations, like the word observations, but with weeb in it, uh, on Twitter and on YouTube. Um, I'm just kind of starting this whole YouTube channel thing up after many years of hiatus, so a lot of learning to do, uh, getting off the ground. I really appreciate the support. Well, we're glad to have you on the podcast. Well, we'll see you then, everybody. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.